0: Many religions shame one of the most basic parts of being human, our sexuality.
1: Unfortunately, mainstream religion plays an intricate role in how many mental health and medical professionals are educated.
0: With this influence, many therapists and medical professionals echo their religious biases.
1: As sex therapists who see things through a non-theistic, satanic lens, what follows on this podcast are the views of these two satanically sexy therapists, and not the views of any satanic organization.
0: We are here to break the shame and educate about sex based on a belief system that values science over religious shame.
1: Let's have a chat about love, sex, and Satan all together now.
0: Hail Hail Satan.
1: Satan!
0: And welcome to Love, Sex, and Satan. Yeah, see, a little bit of a glitch there. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm Tim, one of your hosts, one of the goofy hosts. I am definitely one the goofy, goofy host.
1: Hopes. Yeah. I, I I think I realize that I'm the host that sometimes is like ooh sparkles um, <laughs> a little <laughs> reflection from last time absolutely at the end I was like oh wow I got a ball on that one solid <laughs> sorry squirrel oh, <laughs> all right like, oh, research excuse Point. me as I push up my glasses
0: and research <laughs> is so fun. Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> right. right, where's the tape for the middle of them? <laughs> right, I'm feeling, I, I feel like I need a pocket protector today. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. All right, so tonight we're going to talk about one of my, one of mine and one of Elle's favorite subjects, and that is consent, okay? Yeah. And, and the reason that uh, it is a favorite of mine, and I'm pretty sure one of the reasons it's a favorite of Elle's is because, is because as she
1: says all the time, Consent is sexy. Consent is sexy. Yes, yeah, definitely more than just a tagline. Um, like prior prior to us uh, starting, I was commenting, um, about how at my house we decide that we we're gonna be watching some educational videos, and some of the educational videos that, uh, we enjoy watching over here are from. Uh, consent Dojo with Midori. Um, awesome resource, man. Like, I don't know if you and your wife have watched any of them, but I mean, definitely solid stuff. Um, and we were watching one last night and uh it was a nice reminder of how consent is beyond the bedroom, that consent is in our everyday life, right? And we're talking about Yes, and when people are talking about, you know, consent is sexy, uh, you know, I think that there's an undertone or an assumption rather that it's related to our romantic, intimate partner or sexual partner relationships when really it's relationships across the board, even so with ourselves. That,
0: so something that happened to me this week, I kind of want to get into this because I'm really, yes. really kind of pissed off, right? So I want to explain you can consent to one thing and not to the other thing at the same time, right? Okay, so like, so, so let me try to Athletics, explain. baby. So my fucking barber, I went to go get a fucking haircut, y'all. And I almost always get them to trim my neckline on my beard. And she, so she's like, do you want me to trim the neckline? I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, okay, I'm just gonna taper it a little bit. And I'm like, huh? And then she just did a strip right up my beard to kind of ta- thin it out, right? I am really pro I've been really proud of the growth of my beard that I've had, right? And I've been really super happy with it. It's starting You're to come proud. along. Yeah, starting to come a fucking long. And this chick fucking thins out my beard. She this had sorry, I was mad. This okay? barber. This barber <laughs> is messing up my beard. Anyway, <laughs> sorry for the misogynistic term. I apologize.
1: Uh, just- Oh my goodness. busting your balls. Anyways.
0: (laughs) But, but she did, she like thinned out my beard. And one of my reasons I don't like my beard being super, super thin, right. Is because I have, because I have some, some of my hairs are super, super light. So like, it appears that it's Mm -hmm. patchy. And so when I have longer growth, it kind of covers that patchy area. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it looks a lot more full. And so I had given her consent to to trim the neckline, but I, but I never said anything about freaking doing but about thinning out my beard. And she's just like, "Oh, I'm just making it look better." And I'm like, "Wait!" And I told her, "I was like, you've already fucked it up now," because I was mad, right? So I was mm-hmm. like, "You already." F- you already fucked it up. Now there's not any going back. So finish trimming it up. Cause I don't need it to be fucking uneven. And right. dude, I don't know. I was kind of mean. And I admit that. And I did apologize for being mean. Cause I don't like to be mean, right? Well I do, but it depends on the person, right? Anyway, sure, sure, sure. Context. Anyway, this is about context. And I've got to go to this barbershop anyways, because like, honestly, that's where my other barber is almost always at. And they weren't there, but I needed a dang haircut because my fro was getting kind of big, okay? All right. So I go in there and I get my haircut and she trims up the beard and I was like, and I'm driving home. And I'm just so mad about it. And I get home and I'm bitching and my wife's like, I like it. It looks good. And I'm like, you know what? I don't consent to you telling me that you like it. You were big mad. Ow. I was big mad. I was in my feelings. Sleepy, so gingery. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so this goes to show you that consent every day. happens everywhere. Everywhere, every day. And breaching I mean, consent can happen in any situation, including a barber fucking up your beard.
1: Okay, I feel better now. <laughs> See, I, I mean, first off, not having a beard myself. Um, I will say, though, as somebody who has a whole lot of hair, um, I used to have to get it cut quite a bit. And at one point, I remember asking at one place for a pixie cut. Right now, I mean, I've got pretty thick, like, kind of wavy, curly hair. Um, It grows out of my head this way. I've had people tell me, oh, then people blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it's a lot of work. Um, So here I am trying to get a pixie cut this one time, and the girl refused to do it. And I'm like, "I I know, right, jaw drop. Like, she refused to do it. No. And I'm sitting there going, wait, what, why? Now... This wasn't like I went anywhere fancy, okay, like, I went to, like, I don't know, it was like a Fantastic Sam's or, like, one of those real, like, quick in-out haircut places, Right, because that's just where I was at with the hair at the time. I was like, just chop it all off already. Yeah, um, you weren't going
0: to A- you weren't going to Antoine or anything like that, right? You no. were going. Right, right, I got you. I got no,
1: you. no, no. Plus, I was also fresh into the field of human services, so I c- couldn't even afford that. So-
0: <laughs> oh, I <with> that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, l- lucky I could even afford Fantastic Sam's at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Truth be told, um, all the more reason I want to chop off all of my dang hair. So I go in and they're like, no, we're not doing it. I'm going, but I'm asking you. And I felt a little Karen-ish being like, manager, like maybe, maybe it's a matter of finding somebody who's more comfortable. Well, the manager also comes over and says that they don't believe in cutting my hair because it's too pretty and I should really reconsider cutting my hair that short. And like, they're literally trying to talk me out of this. And I am like, whoa, 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 like, okay. So now I'm thinking about it in this context here, kind of brings up a really interesting point. Like I'm the one going, cut my hair, do the thing. I want the service. And it's that service provider going, no, I like your hair as this, so I'm not going to touch it. I'm not. So the service provider is not consenting to cut my hair. Right. So it was kind of uh, interesting on the flip side to this. But I will say, I mean, I did finally find somebody who cut my hair. Um, In fact, we went from a pixie cut to like, I had the sides shaved down and basically she was working from like a mohawk, like, I think Tina I say Turner teachers. a la, yeah man, Tina Turner a la like road warrior, you know, because I didn't need another hero. <laughs> I might have needed more slinky earrings. Anybody right. who gets that, you are my people. Um.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so like, what that reminds me of though, too, is like the story that you had told, and I don't know if you went in through through the entire, st- I can't remember if you went through the entire story, but when you went and got sterilized, right? And, and what happens, well, maybe not your story, but some, some people's story. So what happens a lot of times, especially like with younger, younger women going to get, want their tubes tied, things like that. Right. Like the doctors say, no, you, 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 you're still young. You might want to have kids someday or some shit like that.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Not shit like that. I mean, uh, you'll change your mind someday. That's, that's a big one. Um, yep. That you're too young um almost insinuating like how what do you know about your own body um what will your husband think in the future and or what if your husband wants kids right so now speaking to the whole objectification keep the baby maker for reasons um kind of you know going back to like last episode talking about you know certainly the uh women as property um yeah and certainly very similar commentary about like oh it's different when it's your own oh it's a blessing you'll see and it's Ooh. funny,
0: because, or it's funny because it's funny because it's funny because i think sometimes that these people forget what it's like to have a newborn like, <laughs> like a lot when my son was a newborn. I'm going to tell you his newborn days, not a blessing. His newborn days sucked. Okay. So like when Mm -hmm. they sit there and say it's a blessing, right? Like I am so, so happy I have my kid now. Right. But I can tell you there (laughs) were definitely times in his life, especially when he was baby screaming all the time that I was not so happy to have a child at that point. Okay. So like, oh, here's my
1: newling, screaming blessing. Aren't I so lucky? Right. Right. <laughs> now, now,
0: do I consider myself lucky now? Hell yeah. Me and my son have the sure. one of the coolest fucking relationships ever. That took time to build, right? I mm-hmm. didn't consider myself lucky when I was going through the bullshit. It's just like, um, what's a good example? So I was traumatized as a kid. Uh got in got into a lot of uh, or I got some, you know, I had had an uncle that liked yeah, to do some stuff. Right. And, uh, and most people, when they go through that, don't typically, typically consider themselves lucky. And then I hear things like, what doesn't break you only makes you stronger. But I Mm. go back to that and I say, no, it wasn't the event that made me stronger. It was the shit that I learned, how the ways that I learned how to cope and mm-hmm. the therapy that I went through, and me processing shit—that's what made me stronger. Not, that's right. not the event. Not the event.
1: Yeah, and, the trauma and, didn't so, make me stronger. I made
0: me stronger. And and that man, that man took away my consent. Mm-hmm. So that will never make you stronger. When you take somebody's consent, that doesn't make you stronger. Mm-hmm. What makes you stronger is learning how to take that fucking consent back. Yeah. Because at a certain Absolutely. point, at a certain point, we have to get to a place as 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 survivors of sexual abuse. We have to get a point and to get to a place where we no longer let those motherfuckers have our power, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to take that shit back. That's what made me right. stronger, is taking my consent back, my authority
1: over my body
0: back. That's your what agency. Made
1: me exactly. Damn right. Damn right. And I mean, I think you know anybody who's had that experience of people violating your consent, violating your trust, you know, that for some folks, I will say it takes a long time to build that back up again. Right. Even that idea of like, Ooh, I can say no. Right. Or wait, I can do the thing that I want, even though other people might be like, that's stupid. Right. Or how dare you? Like, wow, I get to have that agency back. And, you know, I think that's uh, that's something I know for myself, like, I continue to develop and recognize. And, I mean, not that not that my spouse is domineering. I mean, he is an amazing human being and love him to bits, seize my ride or die, right? And, you know, it's like other people in our lives, like, know that. He's a cool human being and, uh, you know, it's not as though, like we have major issues with communication, but we're still learning, you know, like again, practicing consent intentionally, uh, you know, that's an exercise, tell you what, because I think when people take it for granted that, oh, well, we're a couple, we've been together so long, I should just know, or they should just know, you know, Mm -hmm. that's when when people kind of get into some trouble right? Or miscommunications well, happen or some injury happens. Maybe not a major like trust violation, but more of like one of those, uh, Ooh, that didn't feel good.
0: Yeah. Well, and and that's kind of the thing too, is when we, it's recognizing too though, is that uh, something that I, I have some great friends that go through things. Uh, and one thing you, when you recognize that those same people when something does happen, they don't automatically have to just split up and and break apart, right? What they do is is they work on it, right? And so there are instances in which breaches of consent are things that you can work through. There are instances Mm -hmm. in which breaches of consent are not something you can work through. And there are instances in which breaches of consent have to be negotiated. See, this is the thing, right? So like, Like, so for me, when I look at myself as a person, I know that I'm a polyamorous person by nature, right? And so Mm we, but me and my wife, I know that that is a really big struggle for her. And so I also know that I'm good enough to, I meant not good enough. I mean, I am comfortable enough to let that side of me not like permeate everything. Right. So what I, so we had to negotiate that consent. So like my consent with her is, and how we negotiated that is that I will have, I will still have friends and I will have friends that I feel very close bonds with.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I, it just won't be sexual. Right. And it just won't be like, and so that's how, that's how we negotiated that consent is, is saying, you know what, I'm going to still have friends that are, that, that might even feel like partners but it won't be a sexual thing. It will be a platonic partnership, right? Mm-hmm. And so let's compromising
1: for shared values. Yeah,
0: and, and and so we so so we consent. So so I consented to doing that. She consents to doing doing that. It, it mm-hmm. because we negotiated, right? And right. so sometimes you can do those things, right? Um, when it and, and it's funny because we. We, we talk about consent a lot in sexuality and, and we've started this mm-hmm. whole conversation about talking about consent is everywhere. And, yep. and, and then we, we kind of brought kids into it. So, so I want to kind of, uh, for any parents that are out there, I want to kind of, cause this is love, sex and Satan. So I want to kind of love also mean, talks about your kids. Right. So like Absolutely. when you do have ki- when you do have kids, right. One thing that I as a therapist that works with children, uh, uh, something I tell the parents that I work with all the time, don't make them hug you. If if
1: you ask and they say no. Thank you. Thank you let for bringing go. that up. Because let I know go. growing up, like in the 80s, man, like growing up, there was that expectation of, you know, you go give that person a hug and a kiss. Right. Even though you might be like, no, I really don't want to. Not that, you know, somebody was scary or anything. Maybe it's just I didn't want that. Right. But still being dictated to like because, you know, it's your parents or, you know, that authority figure over you saying, no, you have to go do this. Right. And that definitely sets a tone for, for like every- forever, man. Like again, some stuff I continue to work on is shifting some paradigms. Um, but yeah, thank you for bringing up, you know, to parents that children are allowed bodily autonomy, which includes the right to say no to touch that they do not want.
0: Which is why I also counsel my parents, you know, don't spank your kid and and it's because of well first off we have so many studies out there saying that it can be have adverse uh adverse um brain fart guys sorry uh adverse effects okay and it yeah, also is, is part of it, it is also part of their bodily autonomy right it's mm-hmm. one thing if you ground them from the their playstation that's that's a whole different thing cuz most likely right. as the parent you bought it okay so that's fine right? Yeah. It's a whole different thing to, to physically manifest your anger at them for what they've done on their body. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so that might not be a popular opinion in some parts of uh, of our country. Right. And that's fine. I'm okay with unpopular opinion.
1: Right. I mean, especially if you talk about uh, wanting to change generational patterns I mean, if that's how some people say, well, that's how I was raised, and I came out just fine. I mean, maybe we need to take a step back for some self reflection. Are we really just fine, especially if we're trying to inflict the same violence moving forward? Right? Like, well, I, I had—I know I had to do it too.
0: I absolutely oh, had yeah. to do that. No, yeah. I had to self reflect, man. I'm a child of the '90s, dude, or am I? I—I I grew up in the '90s, '80s, and '90s, actually. Yeah. And so. So, like I get it. And and honestly, I never felt abused at the time. And I still don't no. really look at it as abuse for me because of the way that my dad did uh give me SWATs. But again, what I did, what I do feel is that he took away my bodily autonomy by not I mean by doing that. And he definitely mm-hmm. did the and he it definitely wasn't necessary. Like it was mm-hmm. absolutely unnecessary. And so I think when we're parenting um, and in and, and any relationship, we talk a lot about sex, bodily autonomy when it comes to sex and abortion. But if you place your hands on somebody else and it's in an unwanted way, you're breaking their consent and you're taking away their bodily autonomy. And I don't and care you know, how it is.
1: Oh, yeah. And I mean, I bring this stuff up like when I'm working with folks, um, like using some DBT stuff, right? Like dear man, how we're asking for things and the N and the man being negotiating. I tell people like some things you don't negotiate around, Mm -mm. right? Like let's, let, let's not get it twisted, right? Some things like our bodily autonomy. If I have boundaries around my body, that does not mean I am willing to compromise them Mm -mm. for the sake of you know, compromise with somebody else, right? Because I mean, then I'm violating my own consent.
0: Well, and and then it gets into the whole, I mean, we we can also talk about, you know, so I'm not going to get into certain subjects because certain subjects, I just don't want to get into it. What I will say is, okay, like, I had to be honest with you, a person's body is their own. You can't tell somebody else what to do with their body. You just can't. And so when we get there, when we get to these levels of, of respect and, and when you stop doing that, right. And you start showing them the, the respect that, that, that you would want them to show you. Right. And, and saying, mm-hmm. look, I wouldn't want somebody to force anything upon me. So I'm not going to force things upon you. Right. And so I think we get to a place in it, whether it's in relationships or where, whether it's, um, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in, um, well, everything's pretty much a relationship, right? So like, whether it's in relationships or whether it's, uh, just, you know, people that you bump, bump into or something like that, right? Like anytime you violate somebody's consent or, you know, that is also vital violating their bodily autonomy or it violates their boundaries. So let's talk about Mm -hmm. that. Right. Like, so we, so like when I'm hanging out with my friends, right. One of the boundaries that I set for myself, for my friends is, is that I'm not going to hang out is that I don't hang around with people that I know are going to steal from me. Right.
1: That's a good boundary to have.
0: Yeah. I I feel like that. Right. Uh, now and and don't get me wrong. I don't always know somebody's going to steal from me. Right. I, I know that. Right. But once I, right. they
1: usually don't come up to you going like, Hey, you're cool. No By what? the way, I'm going to rob you of some shit. I'm going to check out, shit, man. Right? No, <laughs> right. No. I and showed so... up with my t-shirt saying it.
0: <laughs> right. But once I find out, I mean, once I know that somebody's taking stuff from me, they're probably not coming back into my house, man. Like it's oh, just no. probably not going to happen. And I'm a forgiving, no, I agree. I'm a forgiving person. But once you take my shit, I can't be sure that you'll never do it again. And you violated my consent because I will never consent to somebody just taking my shit.
1: Right. Oh, no. I've certainly had former friends. And, uh, you know, I will say some extended family members that it was. Yep. That's that's the end of the relationship. No, you're not coming to my house anymore. Um, You want to show up to the family or whatever cookouts? You don't exist to me. Yeah, I mean, like, and, I mean, for me, I, I, I get it. Like, you didn't have to steal from me. You could have just asked. That's you exactly. You could have just point. asked. But, but I mean, say, I will say, I've been robbed before, so yeah. I also feel really strongly about, you know, if it's somebody I know stealing from me. Like, I've had that experience of somebody breaking into my home going through my things. Right. And you want to talk about consent violation, your boundaries being like, what, like it is, it is definitely a very violated feeling knowing that there were people in your home going through your things, right. Yeah. Assessing all your stuff, right. That it feels it's, icky. Oh, it was, it was very disgusting feeling, man. Like, mm-hmm. like very violated feeling. Right. I mean, I was certainly glad that like my cats, I had two cats at the time um, that the cats were safe. Like that was, that was a big, big priority. Um, But I will say like, there were things that were taken that we were really upset about. There's certainly a lot of stuff that we never got back. Um, But yeah, but having that experience really shapes how I look at in my relationships if somebody steals from me, right? Because, I mean, it goes back to that feeling of like, ew, there was no power there. I had no agency over any of that.
0: Absolutely. Right?
1: I did not consent to those people coming into my house, raiding the place, going through my panty drawer. Like, really? Guys, ew. Like.
0: No, no. I mean, no. you know- you know it's funny too. I mean, not funny, but I remember back in the days, back in the old days, when they had these movies about these frat frat guys going in and stealing girls' underwear. Oh, panty raids! Like that, right, panty raids! Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. panty and, raids.
0: And while, well, back in those days, I found that hilarious. I did. I thought it was funnier and shit. Right, humor was but different,
1: man. Police academy humor just was ahead.
0: way different, right? And so. Uh-huh. So now nerds. I recognize what a violation that is. Oh, huge! And he didn't say it right. It's
1: nerds. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah, you got, yes. 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 Pull- if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about deplorable movies, at least announce them correctly. Got
0: it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you got to have the ogre voice, man. And like I said, I'm a kid oh, of the '80s, nerd. so a lot of stuff in the '80s, because I grew up in that time, I found it hilarious. I have since watched some of those movies since being an adult
1: and I didn't like them. Oh, yeah. And I I mean, I brought up the Police Academy movies because there's a, I remember that there was like one weekend that we were like, oh, a nostalgia binge over here, right? So, uh, and I remember watching these movies as a kid and finding them hilarious. Yeah. And really, I was like, wow, I didn't realize how like, blatantly misogynistic and and rapey you know these really were like ew you know like you, i can bring up oh, and one. super transphobic too super homophobic super transphobic i was like
0: wow uh, I, way. Can bring up, I can bring up one right now that if i if i watch it clinically if i watch it as a therapist i'm like um that is a violation of so many things right and that's porkies there was a movie called porkies i don't know if you know, remember the movie porkies oh but i remember were, the movie Porky's. <laughs> there, there were a ton of fucking all like, the strip
1: clubs like, yeah like, the like the
0: sh- well yeah but they also had those scenes where the guys were pe- peeking in through the shower and all that stuff yep. and that's some that's some bullshit stuff oh and- and that one guy that
1: tried to make it into the glory hole Right. Now, I'm yeah. not
0: yucking somebody's young. If you're voyeuristic, fine, but do it consensually, right? That's my Oh, thing, yeah, because right? none like, of those folks were
1: supposed to be like in the know.
0: Right, right. So, yeah. I mean, like that. And so, when I look at these things now, I'm like, I get it. Uh, and I'm like, wow, why did I find that so hum- amusing? But I also don't beat myself up about it because, honestly, it was the 80s and I didn't know better, right? Now, I know better. Right.
1: Right, we were we we had different education, we were being socialized differently. Yeah, it was it. Yeah, people have come out more and spoken up more about, like, hey, that's not okay. There's more advocacy around consent and safety. Um, I, yeah, in town, things like that couldn't be made today, man. Like, yeah.
0: You have, you have so many people out there that sit there and call uh, like my son's generation, Gen Z, right. Call them whiny Mm -hmm. and, and snowflakes and all kinds of stuff. And what I really get what I really understand by just conversations with my son and people, his age and things like that is recognizing that these kids understand, they get it. They get that it's not okay to violate consent. They get that. Mm-hmm. somebody people are allowed to be who they are they get
1: so many different things that we weren't raised like well also expansion of ideas too man i mean we were we were around for like the boom of the internet right yeah. like you and i have laughed about when youtube was new and i think the mm-hmm. first video was like some choppy bit of some dude at the zoo like yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in the day um so yeah like we don't know developed into that right like I've seen you know little visual jokes about like hey if you can tell me what the connection is you're my people and it's a, a pencil and a tape right um uh, <laughs> I see chuckling right exactly <laughs> pencil tape and a radio I'm like I get this all over the place right, right. however you figure we went from that to seeing like you know, all, all the hullabaloo with Napster and, you know, iTunes and, you know. I yeah. love Napster.
0: I used to love Napster. I committed so much crime back in those days, just, just downloading all those,
1: man. LimeWire, FrostWire, like the different torrents. Yep. 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 So, I mean, you I, figure we were in it in like an earlier place, man. And then it just went off. We have these younger generations, like your, your sons, for example, that they were already born into this technology. So it's just yeah. so commonplace for them. Yo, I remember back in the day watching the news was at five and six. And then maybe like the nine o'clock news. By the way, cable is shutting down for the night at midnight. We will turn cable back on at 6 a.m. And that wasn't the household rule. That was the cable company's rule.
0: (laughs) And you are not allowed to watch Cinemax, son, ever. Oh, wait, hold on. That's a whole different thing. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd say watch, but
0: don't. (laughs) Those wavy lines are quite sexy is all I'm saying. Right, and if
1: I cross my eyes, I can see a (laughs) teddy bear out of the titties. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: But I mean, I think to that place,
1: and that takes
0: us to another element of consent, right? Like, like porn has been around forever, like, as well, yeah, pretty much forever. I mean, there's always been some kind of form of of pornography,
1: yeah, explicit imagery, right? And I think, um. Yeah, in October to uh, the Erotic Art Museum down in Miami, man. Yeah, and there's there's art down in there that's like ancient, yeah. and I'm not talking like 50 years ago or 100 years ago. We're talking like 1500s. There was one that was like yeah, I know 1500s ancient, um, but even like you know BC pieces behind glass. Like it was it was cool. Uh, it was really cool. Like trees and oh, spicy. But as you were saying, porn's been around like forever talking about consent.
0: Well, and I think, uh, I think what we talk about whenever we're talking about consent with porn is that, um, that, you know, there is a lot of, um, there is a lot of porn or has been a lot of porn at one point that it was done through sex traffic that that was sex sex trafficked. And so they were doing porn without consent. And now we're in an era in which ethical porn is more accessible and it's better because everybody involved is consenting to this, right? And the treatment is yep, better. Everybody's agreed, yeah. You know, so so consent affects so many different items in our life, right? And And I think that when Absolutely. we have that consent, I think when we have that consent, it actually makes it more enjoyable, life enjoyable in general, right? Because there's not a fight.
1: No, but I will say though it, it's inadvertent, like truly honest consent violation occurs. And when I say truly honest, meaning like, oh, shit, snacks, I did not mean for that to happen, right? Right. Like, uh, for like, so for example, just recently hurt somebody I care very much about because the communication wasn't really clear, right? And some things that happened kind of caught them off guard, and they felt like they hadn't, uh, you know. A respective evening ended up panning out. Um, you know, meanwhile, I had a different set of expectations of our respective eve- evening was gonna roll out, you know, violated that. Um, uh, there was a, an abrupt change of plans that they hadn't agreed to. So they were felt really like blindsided. Uh, um, and again, that really came down to that miscommunication leading to assumptions about understanding um you know so I, I think for me it certainly reinforced like hey let me let me check for understanding you know because that hadn't happened so you know we we have repaired the relationship um and you know with that being said you know we continue to grow well and that's right that's really- i mean okay now we know this is something that's important
0: yeah. And that's, that's something we have to do. Uh, I, I think, I think one of the things too is just straight up communication. Right. And, and, and a person can't consent if they're, if you don't communicate, right? Like, Huge. I think that's where we're working on, you right. know, figuring out that if we can communicate, then it's a lot easier to obtain consent on all levels.
1: Well, Absolutely. Absolutely, because I mean, it. it's an everyday thing, you know, and I think, um, you know, working in, in health as like, you know, the things you sign off on, right? Yep. Like, okay, I've signed on the privacy notifications and, you know, the HIPAA policies and all that jazz, right? Being in right. bonds, you know, those risks you might face doing this. And then it's almost like it stops there. Right, and just thinking from a trauma informed background, I mean, there's a lot of like, hey, asking permission, and mm-hmm. um, hey, can I share this observation with you, or hmm, could I could I give you some input back on this? Oh, okay, you know, and allowing that person to you know be able to give the feedback if they want that or not, you know, especially knowing knowing your audience we working on autonomy are we working personally i'm going to be intentional in my practice like asking that permission
0: yeah absolutely
1: and you know to reinforce that's okay for them to have
0: absolutely absolutely absolutely
1: yeah and again reinforcing hey it, this is this is beyond the bedroom this is beyond the therapy office please take it home with you perpetual homework right we're always learning man always i mean personally i I found it really um really validating hearing from people who are educators of some sort people who are um you know some that um constant self-development right like a kink educate many Right. That's certainly gonna impact uh consent through the context of what's going on around us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you do me a favor and repeat some of the stuff like, you what just are the said? Standards? Yeah. What are the norms <laughs> and all <rights>? No. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is gonna be a lot a good of dare, man. I was just yeah. letting it flow. I this think it's be... even more fun. I was going to say, I think it's even more fun that we're doing this blind, like literally blind. I mean, since <laughs> I, th- I think the
0: funny part is, I think the great part is, is pretty easy because every time you stop, you start again on the same exact thing you were just saying saying, so I just have to go in and edit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I think, uh, right. I think. I think today's episode is is, is a wrap. I think, uh, honestly, I think we did a Good. great job at uh, trying to deal with the situation that we got. And um, just remember, like, consent isn't just sex. Yes. It's necessary. It's important. You got and, it, man. You know, yeah. so remember,
1: okay. It's, it's a skill to practice. It's a muscle to build
0: absolutely okay and and so remember always enjoy yourself some go ahead some love some sex and satan (laughs)